0: Welcome to another episode of Water from the Well. Today we are going to be talking again with Mike Wilson, and uh, we're going to explore in a little more depth the upcoming event on How We Got the Bible that will be hosted at the Santa Clara Church of Christ on October 5th, from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. We hope that many of you can join us. There's going to be a lot of interesting things on display. And today we're going to talk about some of the items that you will see if you come to this event. Hello Mike. Hello. So uh, you and I have been talking for a while now about uh, just different things around uh, the Bible, the original letters that were written and and everything that was put together to make the Bible what it is. And then how that was copied and preserved over time. And uh, in your book, Inspiration to Ink, the big picture of how we got the Bible, you talk about some of the methods that were used and how uh just through the the um effort and great effort of uh many different men throughout the ages uh and that the bible was brought to us as it is today um and this event really is a reflection of your book it's really your book come to life where you're able to see these things you're able to see um, bibles and you're able to see artifacts and what i wanted to do today is rather than talk about the story that we read in your book, is to talk about what people will actually see when they come to this event. Yeah. I I, I
1: think that uh, when we package it as a a museum day on how we got the Bible, people may immediately click off and and think, you know, why would I want to go to something like that? But actually, each station is going to represent a stage in the history of how the Bible came down to us. And each station will contain artifacts, replicas, reproductions, and in some cases genuine articles of a certain value that will bring to life uh, the the fascinating uh, history of of where the Bible came from. Um, I know that a lot of people don't think that a church could put anything interesting on um, But uh, if you've ever seen a dog get excited about something and you see all this saliva <laughs> coming out <laughs> of a, dog, a dog's mouth, um, I guarantee you there will be almost saliva coming out of the mouth. Well, we better go order some <laughs> mops <maybe> get, <laughs> get some buckets out it. A- anybody who loves the Bible, anybody who loves history, anybody who loves museums. Any family that is looking for a really neat thing to come to you on a Saturday for free with the entire family, family-friendly event, mm-hmm. needs to check this out. Because I am telling you, if you actually come and look at some of what we've got on display, it is going to be absolutely fascinating, one of a kind in many respects. And uh, you, it, it will be an unforgettable day for a whole yeah. lot of
0: people. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of folks uh, have you know, seen different Bibles. You know, you can go to a bookstore and buy Bibles and, and uh, you know, a different style or whatever. But some of these Bibles that you're going to have on display are knockouts. I mean, you look inside and, and the illustrations and just the way they look is just, uh, it's something that I know that I had never really seen in person. Uh, when I saw something. Can you tell us uh, about some of the more interesting ones? Yeah. Um, you know, some of this
1: stuff is, is, uh, is owned by the church. Some of it is, is in uh, personal collection. And uh, I tell people that I sold a house in California and bought some books. <laughs> this was a few years ago. Yeah. Um, but in, in truth, we were looking at some alternative types of investments. My wife and I are both interested in art. And um, th- these ancient Bibles tell a story, and they're one of a kind. They're kind of like California uh, property, and, and they're not making any more of them. Right. And uh, so um, we, will, we will have some old English Bibles that are extremely uh, rare, um, and, and some Bibles from other, other, other countries. Uh, we've got we've got three uh, genuine article Bibles that come from the 1500s and a couple that come from the 1600s. Um, we will have a, a 1549 uh, Matthew's Bible that is essentially a Tyndale New Testament that is pre Queen Mary, pre Bloody Mary, mm-hmm. which is extremely rare
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, ancient woodcuts, um, beautiful to behold. And um, William Tyndale actually has notes in this thing. This is 13 years after he died. And um, in uh, 1543, the English Parliament had passed a law forbidding his name to even be used in in the publishing process, and that had been counteracted um, under under King uh, Edward IV. And um, and so. Uh, this was a, a book in which Tyndale's notes actually appeared. It's essentially a, a Tyndale New Testament. Um, there are very few places in this world where you can go and actually look at a genuine Tyndale New Testament, and, and this would be one of them. Uh, we have a 1572 Bishop's Bible, and it uh, has original boards, leather-covered boards, beautiful woodcuts, absolutely horrible translation uh, into English. Uh, it w- it's kind of stuffy, it was used by the, the, the high churchmen of, of the Church of England, terrible translation even though it was a precursor to the King James Version, but it's an absolutely stunning visual delight to the eyes, you open up the front cover and Queen Elizabeth I stares at you. <laughs> and it's just an absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. book, mm-hmm. giant uh, uh, lectern uh, or, uh a Bible. And we've got a 1599 uh, Martin Luther German Bible. Um, Very rare that you get something from the the 16th century in which the Reformation actually occurred, but a Luther Bible. Um, And we have a 1534 replica um, of a Luther Bible that... Is, is colored. Uh, there were there were artists that would take the woodcuts and they'd actually color them in, mm-hmm. and absolutely stunning, beautiful. We've got other replicas and reproductions of Wycliffe Bibles, Tyndale Bibles, and so on. Then you get into the 1600s. We have a we have a 1607 Geneva Bible. 1607. That's the year that Jamestown was founded, mm-hmm. and we have a Bible that came from the same year. Right. Um, we have King James Version, uh, replica from 1611. And then 18 years after that, Cambridge University actually started printing uh, King James Bibles. Many people have heard of the Cambridge Bibles. They still produce uh, Cambridge Bibles today. We have a first edition Cambridge Bible from 1629. It's a Cambridge King James Version. And uh, again, a beautiful Bible to look at. Um, I doubt that you're going to find a collection like this anywhere in the Bay Area, or certainly, uh, you know, in Northern California. You'd be hard pressed to find mm-hmm. any kind of a collection like this. Um, my wife and I went to the uh, Museum of the Bible in Washington, D.C. last year, and um, um, in some cases, we're going to have. Um, neater, better Bibles than what they have on display, even though their budget's wow. a little bit bigger yeah, little than bit, ours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so um, just in terms of, of ancient Bibles, um, there's a lot of history there, a lot of yeah. uh, beautiful artwork, mm-hmm. uh, stunning visual, uh, and w- when you consider the price paid in, in actual lives that were lost right, to, right. to make it possible. Um, Tyndale for
0: instance uh, was was, uh, strangled to death and his body burned to the stake Mm -hmm. Um, and and, uh, just in case and this is a shameless plug but there was a podcast that you and I did uh, on William Tyndale that I would encourage listeners to go back and listen to because it gives a lot more uh, detail as far as his life and and the effort that was put into um, to uh, to translating the Bible to English as we have it today Um, and uh, on that note the things that we have displayed, as uh, beautiful as they are visually, I think that uh, the, that those who come will find some interest in the educational part of it. Because we're going to have uh, really the story of each of these items for them to, to hear and, and to understand yeah. what they're looking at.
1: Yeah, there'll be background information. We have a lot of placards. We have uh, self-guided tours as well as guided tours that will be available. We have videos. We have children's activities. We have skits. And we have a lot of hands-on stuff. It's not just uh, you know, a bunch of old Bibles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, have, we have reproductions um, of medieval books and manuscripts that are colorful and beautiful to look at and, and that tell a story in their own right. We go back into ancient history in which God commissions prophets and apostles and others to, um, to reveal his message through them. And uh, we go back into ancient writing. We've got examples of cuneiform. Um, <laughs> one of my uh, you know, most fun little uh, artifacts that we've got is a, is a reproduction of an ancient cuneiform uh, tablet giving a medical recipe for cannabis. It's right up the alley yeah. for California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got we got something on that. We've got uh, ancient writing materials and ancient codices, uh, or, or the examples of, of that papyrus and and parchment and vellum and, and uh, you know how a codex was put together. Um, uh,
0: Mike, on that note, can you explain a little bit for our listeners what exactly a codex is? Because I know when I first heard it, I'm thinking of—is that a watch? Or, <laughs> yeah, you
1: know, a lot of the a lot of the um, ancient writing material, a lot of ancient writings were written on scrolls, in in by papyrus scrolls, and eventually, um, uh, you you have um, you have wax tablets that were used um, to, to write things down in shorthand or for, for school children to, to, to be able to erase material and so on. And a wax tablet would open up much like a laptop computer. And eventually, uh, someone figured out that we could bind um, paper, uh, whether it be parchment, which is a form of, of leather, uh, or papyrus. Um, and encase it within a hard uh, a backing in the form of kind of like a book. It was an ancient type of book, and it was called a codex, and became a precursor of the modern book. Mm-hmm. And, and Christians would use that. Um, uh, in fact, uh, the, the, uh, mo- the vast majority of, of, of New Testament Greek Manuscripts are in codex form as opposed to the scroll form, Mm -hmm. which is what Jews continued to to prefer for the synagogue in the Old Testament. So um, it was just an ancient book form. And we'll have lots of examples of those, Mm -hmm. lots of ancient Greek manuscripts, Hebrew uh, materials um, and and materials going back to to early writing uh, when God commissioned these prophets and so on to, to write these things down.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, you know, besides books um, and uh, uh, things along those lines, uh, there are going to be a lot of uh, artifacts and replicas. Uh, one of which I'd like for you to give us a little more detail into is the central figure of the Bible, Jesus. There are going to be some things on that table that are, are pretty stunning, and um, you know, people have their view or, or thoughts about you know how certain things look like, like the crown of thorns or the the nails that were used and Um, There's going to be some genuine artifacts on this table. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, we have, um, I think, on that
1: table, mostly replicas, but um, uh, we have a Roman spear point. We have the type of nails that were used for crucifying people. Um, We have a, a replica of the Nazareth inscription, which is an inscription shortly after Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, warning against grave robbery or tampering with graves right in Mm -hmm. the the vicinity of Nazareth of all places where Jesus was from. Um, In the crown of thorns, we have uh, bone dice. Uh, The the, the Roman soldiers gambled uh, Jesus' clothing away when he was stripped and crucified. We have uh, an example of what those look like, which are uh, amazingly modern looking, uh, Mm -hmm. much like a modern... Died, and so uh, different uh, items that that uh, depict um, or illustrate um, Mm -hmm. what Jesus would have gone through uh, to die for our sins and to become the Savior of the world. Yeah, interesting table. Yeah,
0: it really is, and I know that. uh, uh, you know, generally people think of, of nails and and they think of you know like from Home Depot or something like that. But no, you, these are these are hawkers. <laughs> these are. And wow, I mean, when you think about that being driven into uh, your body, uh, it's not a fun thought. And and you get more of a sense of of what the Lord went through for us. You know that it, it wasn't easy, and that that crown of thorns. It wasn't just a decorative piece, but it was something designed to inflict no, pain. What it would have caused,
1: excruciating pain. And even the word excruciating is, is literally out of the cross. Mm. That's what it means. Right, right. And so um, that the price that Jesus paid to secure our, our, our salvation
0: mm-hmm.
1: is uh,
0: something that we would do well to think more about. Right, right. And and seeing those items, I believe, um, they they... They give us a better appreciation of what he went through. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to detail as far as what's, uh, what people will see when they come to this event? Well, I, it, it's just going to be a lot of eye candy
1: and mm-hmm. a lot of uh, rich description in, in terms of, of giving people a greater appreciation of the integrity of the stages of the process of how the Bible came down to us. The price paid to make that, uh, to, to make the Bible possible. Mm-hmm. The sacrifices in terms of blood and in, in terms of, of real human lives that were sacrificed to make it possible. Um, the Again, the integrity of the process, the, 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 at every stage of the process, um, you, you're going to find examples and illustrations of, of what occurred. There'll be a Dead Sea Scrolls table. There'll there'll be um, you know, various tables that will be devoted to the, to the ancient biblical world. Various tables devoted to the Middle Ages. Um, you know, and in, 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 in every uh, major period of time, in, in terms of, of uh, the Bible didn't plot down from the sky, you know, by angels. Right. Um, although angels were involved, <laughs> but. Uh, but uh, you'll, you'll, have, you'll walk away with a greater appreciation for the different stages of the process and, and uh, hopefully be blown away by it. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's our overall intent, right. uh, giving people a, a better visual mm-hmm. with actual hands-on artifacts and genuine mm-hmm. articles
0: to, to really appreciate the process from yeah. start to finish. Yeah, and how God used uh, people... To, um, to put together and preserve the message that he wanted to deliver to mankind. Um, and I think that's one thing that's going to be reflected uh, you know, throughout this event. I mean, even the things that we do with the kids are going to talk about the, the message and, and how that message is preserved. Um, so we want to encourage uh, those of you who come, again, bring the whole family. Uh, we'll have uh, lots of activities for kids, uh, a few skits that they should be interested in and, and can be involved in uh, to a certain degree. So uh, so please plan October 5th, uh, it's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And uh, we invite you, and we look forward to seeing you there. It's going to be
1: educational, and it will be a
0: blast, a lot of fun. I agree. Thank you, Mike.
1: Mm.